You are now listening to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. Five, six, seven, eight. Holla, boys and girls, it's the BGN. Coming from the Marvel world to the DC friends. All the way from Hollywood to the PCN. She defends everyone from sleazy men. Won't apologize for spitting Shonda rhymes. The space that we make is never colonized. Talking games and movies that actors were. Better shake your booties for Black Girl Nerds. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. My name is Jamie and this episode is hosted by Ryan. New York Comic Con may have wrapped up, but we still love talking about all things comics here at Black Girl Nerds. And we are proud to present to you on this episode, comic book creator Bezerat DeBebe. He's the founder of Eaton Comics and writer and creator of Hawe, Jember, and Zufan. He was born and raised in Addis Ababa, Ethiopia, and he holds a bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering from the University of Maryland and a master's degree in business administration from Indiana University. In 2018, his love for graphic novels and fantasy stories led him to establish Eaton Comics, a pan-African entertainment company bringing African stories to life using comics and graphic novels made by African storytellers. His works have been nominated for Best Graphic Novel Awards and featured on BBC, OK Africa, Comics Beat, and more. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Black Girl Nerds podcast featuring Bezerat Debebe with his comic book called Long Distance, African Folklore Anthology. Welcome to the Black Girl Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan, and you guys know I love comics, and it's even better when you can give a little pan-Africanism to it and you know, talk about our culture more. We don't get to talk a lot about the continent, the continent of Africa a lot when it comes to comics and just getting a little bit more of the culture. So I love we can combine those two worlds. I'm so excited I have guest today, Bessarat Debebe. He is founder of Attend Comics. And he's going to be talking to us today about their incredible project called Long Distance. It's a Pan-African um, comics anthology. So, yeah, I'm so excited to dive right into that with him. Uh, Bessarat, how you doing? Great, great. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I've been a, a huge fan of uh, Black Gardner's podcast, so this is this is an honor. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Um, we were kind of touching a little bit on it before we started recording about how amazing these stories are and the art and everything, which, but before I get into that, I kind of will talk to you, you know, being a founder, you know, of a, of a, um, you know, black owned uh, comic publishing company. What, um, what was like beginning, I guess, like going back to you growing up, where like did the love and passion for comics come from? Oh man. Uh, great question. So I, I grew up in Ethiopia, the capital city in, in Addis Ababa. And I, we, you know, grew up with a lot of these imported movies from Disney, Marvel, and I was just so much into animation. Uh, I actually, like, one of my first memories, early memories of an animated series is this 1948 Paramount Pictures Superman series. Uh, We had it on, like, a VHS cassette, and it only had, like, one episode of the whole season but uh we 
watched it like I don't know hundreds of times because we were just so obsessed with it. Uh, but then I, it was later when I moved to the states that I realized that all of these stories actually came from comic books, and I instantly like fell in love with them. And then I I had like a whole manga phase where I just like used to read them obsessively. I still kind of do, uh, not as much time now, but uh, <laughs> I just I just loved it then. And then you know I kind of went through college and and I got my job and everything. And then I reconnected back with that after like a few years from from uh, college and after a few years in the corporate world. And here I am talking to you about about African stories and African comics. Was there um was there a certain African story, African folklore that kind of stuck with you as you were kind of coming up with this idea for long distance? Uh yeah, I mean, so long distance is actually like it's a culmination of five years of work because when I first started out this journey, I just genuinely was craving uh, like Ethiopian folklore and Ethiopian history, uh, a focused comic. And I couldn't find that anywhere. And so when I started out, my main focus was like, hey, let me see if I can put something out there that, you know, in, in the history and in the folklore I grew up with that, you know, people might enjoy. We started out with that. And then over time, I, I started really growing, uh, getting connected with the African comics community. And I noticed that there were so many brilliant creators from Nigeria, Zimbabwe, South Africa, you know, Uganda, just all over the continent. And I really wanted to learn more about their folklore and their legends. And so, you know, over the years, I, I've built a lot of these relationships with upcoming creators. And, you know, this just presented to be the perfect opportunity to kind of pull all that talent into this one amazing book. And really when we started out, the genuine intention was just, hey, let's just be really cool friends that love comics and African folklore. And now it's ballooned into this, this beautiful project. Yeah, and it's it's just the the artwork is amazing. If if people haven't begun to check mm -hmm. it out and 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 you know become part of the kick, uh, Kickstarter, and we'll like everybody listening. We'll, when we get towards the end, I'll let and um you know we'll break down and make sure you guys can go support and know where to find um long distance. But I kind of um want to dive a little bit more into where you're talking about um having these different creators because there's only over twenty four of them, and you're talking about Zimbabwe, Ethiopia, like you said um. Nigeria and just so many you know interesting places that you said you don't get to see these comic heroes usually come from you know um, especially a mm. lot in the mainstream world so I was kind of curious what were those conversations when you found these creators the comic these comic book creators you know um, in Africa or just just I'm just just more curious to know of the journey of you of everybody coming together and just realizing like hey we can put these you know um, Ethiopian you know, points of culture or stories that mm -hmm. people don't usually mm -hmm. get to hear about in a comic form, you know, that, you know, for lack of a better word, can make it more digestible. People are more interested, you know, can 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 see that culture that they don't usually get to see on a everyday basis, you know, and be able to understand it. Yeah, 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 for sure. So what, like, I, the, the relationships with the creators, we built very gradually, or I built very gradually, just because I was a fan, right? I, I, as a fan who wanted to learn more 
about African history and African folklore. I, I reached out to many creators when I saw them, you know, I shared their content and I really like build those relationships kind of like one-on-one. And then I started to learn more about the African comics industry space. And there's a very thriving space, especially in uh, Lagos, Nigeria and uh, in South Africa and also in Kenya. There's Comic-Cons that happen. And that was the really the kind of the genesis of how this you know long distance in, in my in my uh, opinion because it's really was born out of these desire to get to know these creators and support them and really help them out and shine in this comic book industry and with our publishing company you know the thing i really want to do is make it so easy for black kids anywhere to find amazing stories that are representing African history, African culture, and just like have fun, you know, you know, with with reconnecting to this part of their heritage. So when I, you know, told or pitched this to these group of creators, you know, they of course were very enthusiastic about kind of this kind of project. And so then we started, hey, okay, now let's focus on the execution piece of it and see if we can actually make it happen. And that was a whole journey of like, it took us maybe at least eight to nine months to hold, to craft all of this together and make it something, you know, beautiful as you see on, on the Kickstarter page. And I'm just so thrilled with the response so far, you know, over a thousand backers. This is the first Kickstarter campaign where we've had over a thousand backers, uh, you know, support our project. So I'm very excited for people to check out the story. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Yeah, congratulations on that. Yeah, and I hope people continue to 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 go out and support because the the you know the comic nerd in me is just imagining because you know we have our bigger comic cons in San Diego and what have you, you know, the Marvels and the DC, mm-hmm. but just imagining mm-hmm. being in Nigeria or Zimbabwe and you're at a Comic Con. Just imagine mm-hmm. like the people you're gonna run into, the characters you're gonna see, you know, that you mm-hmm. don't need to see all the time. And that representation, you know, that we're still so much craving you know, in the U.S. It's slowly getting there and slowly building up where we see those faces, but just being, just imagining, you know, like the nerd, the fan in me is just imagining being in that, in that, in that room, in that conference room and all the comics, you know, have people of color, you know, or mm-hmm. something different you're not used to seeing, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just bringing you, a whole different audience. It. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's, that's exactly it. Like, I mean, we, I feel like we have craved a safe space for, for black nerds for so long. And I wish more people, uh, you know, in the States and elsewhere knew about all these incredible uh, events happening in the continent, in Africa and various places. And how just, you know, that that sense of belonging that we've been seeking, you can find that there, you know? So I really invite people to, to, to check those out, really. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an amazing experience. Okay, let's talk about, I want to talk about a few of the stories that are part of Long Distance. I'm not giving you guys too much because I want you to go out, support, you know, so we can keep things like this, keep the conversation going about um, E10 Comics and just, you know, keep it, keep the interest out there. So one of the the couple of stories I got to the pleasure of being able to, to sneak peek and read um, Zufan, which I was talking to you a little bit before uh, Besserat, before we started, the cover mm. art is amazing. Like, it's absolutely amazing. It kind of gives me this, like, Star Wars feel a little bit. 
Um, and then you know, I love the 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 haircut of the color yeah. of the character and the and the <laughs> weapon is pretty cool. Um, you know, it's like a more gangster lightsaber or something, if you could put it like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really <laughs> I love cool. That. I'm gonna use that. Yeah, hey, hey, use it, use it. Um, but it's like and and correct me if I'm pronouncing her name wrong, is it Rita Faye that did the cover art? Yeah, yep, Rita Faye. Um, how can you talk a little bit about the conversation? You know, like whatever you want to give away or give us a little sneak peek into like was there a conversation between you guys about the about this treating the character like this and the colors and and kind of what you wanted to base it on? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Zufan is this this sci-fi kind of series that we have that recounts a, a true story in African history. Actually, it recounts the Italian invasion of Ethiopia in the 1800s. Uh, but we're using kind of the sci-fi genre to tell the stories by using aliens and intergalactic warfare and all that as a metaphor as aliens invading you know, Earth. And we're really telling the actual story of what happened back in the 1800s. Um, a lot of people here in the States uh, usually they don't know the history that Ethiopia is the only nation that was never colonized during the, the uh, colonial era. And yeah. that was because Ethiopia was successfully you know, able to defend against it. And why is that? Like, how did that happen? You know, there was, there, they were outclassed in, in machinery and weapons. Uh, there was a lot of like economic pressure. Like what happened? How did Ethiopia survive? We wanted really to share that story of you know black resilience black history with folks in a new way right because there's also a, a very large group of people that know about that history and so we wanted to kind of give it a balance of okay how can we make it new for the folks that are, already know about this history and how can we make it like really uh, uh, entertaining for the folks that don't know about this history so Zufan uh, you know, retells that in, in the sci-fi genre. And, you know, the cover art that you see, each of the books actually are homage covers of the, uh, of a real life photo of the emperor uh, or the empress at the time that Ethiopia had. So the cover you see, the one that you love is actually inspired by the real life picture or image of Emperor Menelik. He has an ex the exact same pose. Uh, it's just that the character is different or, you know, the background is a little different and all that stuff on the cover. But he has the exact same actual, you know, black and white picture. And wow. so we're using that to even connect people even more to the actual history and, you know, really go into it. Yeah, that's amazing. I didn't, I didn't know that. I mean, just even from the cover, you're learning something different. You know, like you said, if you yeah. really do your research about Ethiopia. And um, so I want to touch, I'm just going to touch a little bit on the characters here. Blessings, which I think is an amazing name for a Black man that you don't get to see all the time. Mm. Um, you know, I think that's that says something in itself. But Blessings um, versus um, Zufan's thinking, you know, in this war or, you know, preventing a war and how they take different sides. What are you hoping, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but what are you hoping readers kind of take away from seeing their two points of view? Because it's it's very similar, you know, to the places that, you know, we're not able to, you know, keep from being colonized and knowing which side to be on and, you know, whether they turn against each other or not. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, the key about uh, Zufan's story is you have these multiple 
protagonists. And it's about how do you unite a group of people with different backgrounds and different perspectives into going towards one singular mission and goal. And they have all their own approaches of what's right, right? And and, and we, you know, I would I, I might resonate with Zufan and you might resonate with Blessing or somebody else might resonate with Kim and Kofi. Like there's just different ways we can go about solving a specific problem. But how does one actually come together and devise one plan on going forward that makes everybody happy or equally uh, I guess upset <laughs> that saw the compromise. <laughs> uh, so that's really the the takeaway I wanted to give with these diverse characters, uh, and and that is true to the history. Uh, back in the eighteen hundreds, Ethiopia had all these different local kings and queens who wanted you know power, and they wanted their own will exercised, and they wanted to grow their. Their, their area and territory. And then Italy comes as an invading force and Italy's here trying to even divide them up even more by saying, hey, if you help me beat this other local king, then I'll give you more guns and I'll do X, Y, Z. Maybe you'll be my puppet government and I'll give you more money. All, there's all these things that happen to influence the politics. but And, and that's actually also how most of colonial powers kind of won their battles at that time. And so how does one, you know, unite the the the, the like the, the forces from different perspectives to defend against this larger invading force? That's really the kind of the thought process I wanted to, to kind of pass through this uh, story and I want people to think about. Yeah, yeah, and you and yeah, I love how you said the dif the difference in the protagonists having blessing and and Zufan, and you can definitely see their different sides and mm -hmm. how smart and intelligent they are at how they go about making the decision too. I think is going to be so cool for people to kind of dove in and and see. And again, I say the art is just amazing and fantastic. The way these cityscapes and everything come alive and um. Uh, like even you talked about the the outsides, if you want to call them the extraterrestrials, the aliens, their look is like fantastic too. Like it makes you want to know <laughs> what's going to happen next, you know, as they kind of, you know, divide and conquer, so to speak. So yeah, that that story is amazing. Um, I also want to jump to um, Howie, which is again, there's another pull on Ethiopia, which I think is amazing. And it's talking about um, uh, one thing I thought was cool is the emphasis on the headband for this story. And I'll kind of mm -hmm. leave it up to you if you really want to dive into the headband. You know, I don't want to give spoiling thing for anybody, but I just thought it was so cool to bring out that aspect. You know, if it was something part of, you know, the culture or the the clothing, like something that you really wanted to emphasize as far as like that story. Is that something that was in that was super important for you to put in that story, or was that just kind of how it evolved? You know, creating this hero. Yeah, yeah. So I I love adding as much of our traditions into stories as possible because I want people to really get to fall in love with them. Just how like Japanese manga made me fall in love with Japanese culture and many other people as well. And so, you know, that the headdress piece is a very key component of Ethiopian culture. You you might see it very much, especially at weddings. And it's just a, a very uh, uh, important 
and at the same time decorative uh, piece. And I wanted to kind of build on that and use that as very unique part of the story. And how we story is really like about this protagonist who her name is Imnet and she is this young girl who's trying to like learn. She's, she's just slowly beginning to learn how to trust herself. And she grew up with this overprotective mom. And all of a sudden, you know, she's thrown into this, this chaos when her mom is kidnapped and taken into this fantasy world. And the only thing that's there to guide her is this headdress, or this amulet that she has. And, and so it's like, oh man, like, how does one, how does one, like, like dive into this whole new world and, again, learn to trust themselves when the person they've been leaning on the most, their mom or their, somebody who's protected them for the most part for their, for their life is, is, like, not there with them anymore. Um, so it's just an exciting way to, to tell uh, Ethiopian folklore and fantasy in a new way. Yeah, and it, and it was, I know it had me on the edge of my seat. Like, I kept scrolling. I was like, oh, did I miss a page? Because the ending is so good. And you're like, wait, where did she go? Like, you're hearing this whole, like, you know, you have this whole mother-daughter dynamic. Like you said, it's just so interesting and to follow, you know, when you want to balance, you know, being, um, you know, are your parents too overprotective? Are they really trying to keep you safe? You know, you learn lessons mm -hmm. from your parents as you mm -hmm. get older and realize why they do what they do. And just seeing her kind of realize this all at one time, you know, while she's in the process of becoming a badass, because that's the only thing you can assume if you're just <laughs> cool enough to jump into whatever's happening, you know, at the end of this comic. Because I would have just, I got to be honest, I probably would have just sat there. I would have been super nervous <laughs> to like, I would have been like, there's no way, there's no way. Like I would have been, you know, I would have been worried about like my mom, but I'm just like, do I have the courage to actually make that leap? It's crazy. So yeah, I can't wait to see, like, I hope people get into it and I can't wait to see what, you know, her story is going to be this hero that she's going to become because you can tell it's such a cool hero origin story that it that you can't wait to see unfold. Hmm, hmm. I'm so glad I'm so glad you checked it out. I, I can't wait to, for more people to, to see it and, and, and let me know what they think. Do you have any do you have any anything else you want to touch on as far as the stories? Um, and then um, if you want to kind of tell us a little bit more about how the Kickstarter is going and how people can check out a copy of it. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, for long distance, you know, there's 10 stories total. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, we have people from Zimbabwe, from Nigeria, from Ghana, from Congo. It, it, it's a very pan-African anthology. I like to call it as the African folklore version of love, death, and robots. So if you like, you know, Afrofuturism and just want to get into African mythology and African history, I think this is the uh, perfect introduction to African comics. And we also have some like really heavy hitters in this anthology. I mean, we have Sanford Green on the cover. Uh, we have uh, Maza Mangiste. She's a Booker Prize nominated author. Uh, and she this is her debut comic book story. So it's, it's really like something so amazing. And uh, we also have the Emperor Haile Selassie's great-grandson, who's telling a story about uh, uh, Emperor Haile Selassie in this book. All of this is in like deluxe hardcover edition. I, it's just a collector's piece at this point. So um, <laughs> definitely come through. You know, uh, as I said, this has been one of the most phenomenal campaigns we've had. 
uh, over a thousand backers right now, over 50k raised. That is kind of insane to me. Uh, but I'm so so thankful, beyond grateful, and I can't really can't wait to to deliver uh, this this book to backers' hands. Yeah, this is going to be it's going to be fantastic. Hopefully, like you said, hope you guys go support. Also, um, if you want a little bit more background as well, besides checking out the Kickstarter, um, Etan Comics has Instagram. I know everybody's social media these days. Go check it out. They yeah. have a lot of cool videos with the creators that I was kind of checking out before um, jumping on for the interview. So, yeah, go check it out and, and support and just kind of see what it's about and and see the different voices that you're going to hear because yeah it's it's just amazing to and like um like that's where i said the heavy hitters that are coming out so yeah it's just it's so cool to be able to see um black voices you know pan african just being able to have our voices in this one space you know in this collector's item i think of it a collector's item as well just to be able to have so many voices in these stories mm -hmm. um you know and amazing characters um i kind of want in uh best right as we kind of close out here I don't want to shy away from the fact that you're the the founder of it's of Atan Comics. You're doing editing, you know, big things. We always talk about how we need to, you know, we have to be champions of our voices as Black people, you know, as people of color to kind of push these stories forward. So I kind of want to, you know, grasp for any little nugget of wisdom you want to share with us as far as like what is your what has been the biggest joy or you know biggest lesson you've learned, you know, taking on this new role. Or having this role, I should say. You know, um, I, that's a, that's a good question. So, I would say, as uh, I, there's a part of me that always wishes that uh, there there are more creatives and more publishers in this space, especially black creators, that are seeing this journey as something that they will do for you know a long time, and that you know, whether being picked up by this one major publisher or being, you know, tapped by Disney or somebody is not like the end destination, but more, you know, it's just like a path along the journey. Right. I would love to, to see more of that because we need consistent, you know, publishing and spaces and, and people putting out content about us and for us, and I, you know, of course, we we, we love the the uh, uh, Little Mermaid and the representation that we're seeing in the mainstream media. But I I think in addition to that, we deserve a lot more original stories, and we deserve consistency over a long period of time. And I'm not talking like five years. I'm talking ten, twenty. Like even more than that, you know, we need our own versions of Marvel and uh, uh, publishing and printing and all all the spaces, studios and all that. And I I hope that any new aspiring or emerging creator, when they think about their career, they really think about okay, I'm gonna be doing this for a long time. I'm gonna whether Disney taps me or is image comics or whoever taps me i'm going to be doing this for a long time and so i'm going to really enjoy this process i'm going to try to make it great and better and sustainable for me and i think that approach for me personally has made it the most rewarding journey right these milestones that we're hitting and these books that we're publishing and the, the, the everybody that's kind of coming through and checking out our work 
it makes it so much more rewarding for them to to like to realize that oh yeah hey i remember you guys two years ago and now you're out with another new book this is so cool um so that's that's the, the main kind of tidbit i would share just think of your journey in that way in a long-term way and and not in this like oh yeah this final destination is at this point kind of way yeah, yeah, we definitely need the longevity, like you said, as far as having stories by us, for us, because, mm -hmm. yeah, it makes all the difference. Like, I'm still over here smiling as I'm flipping through the stories that I've got to see in long distance, because it's just so cool to see us in these vibrant colors, you know, kicking butt, taking names, mm -hmm. and just there's no, like, you know, no restriction to what we can do and what we can dream. And so, like, I'm with you. I hope people continue to you know, get continue to be creative. Don't let one door stop them. If they accomplish something else, keep pushing. Because we always mm -hmm. need, like for us, it's always about like that longevity and keeping our faces and stories in front of people. So they're like, no, you can't just give us this one thing for right now. We got to keep it going and, and you know, keep pushing that door down. But Bazarat, this has been so much fun talking to you. I appreciate it. I love the Thank stories. You, so you guys go support Long Distance, attend comics. Yeah, just go out and support and show them all the love. Thank you again. I appreciate the time. Thank you so much. It was awesome. The Black Girl Nerds podcast is produced by Jamie Broadnax. The opening theme song to our show is written and performed by Samus. Various instrumentals are performed by Samus, Sky Blue, and Shubzilla. You can find various episodes of the Black Girl Nerds podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Audioboom, Google Play Music, and Spotify. 